0: And blazers. Amy put her lips close to Daisy's ear. That's the Earl and Countess over there. The handsomest couple Daisy had ever seen stood at the edge of the lawn. The Earl was a tall young man with fair hair the colour of ripe corn. His classical features were almost effeminate in their perfection, and his eyes, a startling, piercing blue, in complete contrast was the Countess, her masses of heavy black hair almost hidden by an elaborate picture hat of swirling white tulle and artificial flowers. She moved her small body with easy cat-like grace in all the stiff formality of white lace that cascaded in structured layers from throat to hem. She had entangled her croquet mallet in her heavy rope of pearls, and was playfully insisting that all the young men of the party should help her. The rest of the world fled from Daisy's mind as she stared at the enchanted picture, at the world of gods and goddesses to which she could never belong. Just for this little while, she, Daisy Jenkins, would imagine that she was part of it, She would dream that she was one of the guests and that, in a minute, one of those splendid young men would come searching for her. The Countess was calling everyone to tea in her high, clear voice when one of the young men gave the croquet ball an energetic swipe with his mallet. It flew toward them, right into the bushes, and struck Amy on the leg. Amy sprang to her feet with an undignified shriek and started to hop about. Daisy got slowly to her feet and then stood frozen with terror. ''Flush two of them, yelled the young man. ''Hey, Bo, Cecil, Jerry, everybody, nymphs in the woods!'' With insolent, languid steps, the members of the house party formed a half-circle in front of the two girls. The Countess's enormous brown eyes flicked over the two girls in their shabby tartan dresses. Schoolgirls, she remarked, as if identifying a common type of garden pest. And then, without even turning her head, Curzon! Take them away! Daisy's heart sank to her worn boots, and she hung her head. Curzon was a leading light of the Methodist chapel. Her aunt would hear of it. There was no escape now. Oh, do they have to go? cried a young man with a weak chin, horrendous acne, and an insane giggle. The blonde one's quite pretty, you know. Amy gave him a dazzling smile. Daisy and me just wanted to get a look at you. We didn't mean no harm. The Earl turned lazily to his wife. There you are. They didn't mean no harm, my dear. They just wanted to see the aristocrats at play, roared a horsey girl, We've even got a real-life duke for you to gawk at, ain't we? Your Grace, the most noble duke of Oxenden, please present yourself for inspection. A tall, dark man moved to the front of the crowd. Daisy raised her eyes timidly and then lowered them hurriedly. The newcomer had cold, harsh features and eyes of a peculiar, almost yellow shade. They seemed to bore right into her. What is your name? You with the brown hair? Daisy Jenkins, and please your grace. The voice whispered faintly, like the leaves drifting over the immaculate lawns. The Countess's voice cut across. Escort these persons off the estate immediately, Curzon, and send Bill from the lodge to report them to their mistress. There was a short shocked silence punctuated by a few sympathetic murmurs of i say and bit hard cheese that as the two girls were led off by the stern curzon even the ebullient amy seemed unnaturally subdued at last she burst out oh mr curzon do you really have to tell old meekers about this old meekers was miss margaret meekin their headmistress Curzon looked down at the two girls from his lofty height, gave a slight cough, and then became surprisingly human. "'I think you have been punished enough, miss, but I've got to do what her ladyship says. She'll check up. She's that sort.'